Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognize their continuing connection to land, waters, and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present, and emerging. Welcome to This Song Is Yours, a music podcast where we chat to a new guest each week, talk about their life and creative endeavours, and talk to them about some of the music they love. Our show works by chatting to our guests about music, but also getting them to make you a playlist of the songs they love. You can find the link to our playlist in the show notes. Welcome to episode 80. I'm your host, Simon Fink. Our guest today is Maisie Peters. The UK pop star has recently released her debut record, You Signed Up For This. In today's episode, we're talking with Maisie about the new record, writing music for Apple TV, and her friendship with musician Greta Ray. Here we go. Our guest today is a pop singer-songwriter from the UK. After signing with Ed Sheeran's Gingerbread Man Records earlier this year, she's recently released her debut record, entitled You Signed Up For This. Please welcome to This Song Is Yours, Maisie Peters. Hello. Hello. How how are you today? I am good. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you. Thank you for asking. Congratulations. Uh, as your debut record is finally coming out, it's out tomorrow. You signed up for this. It is crazy. Now, yeah, I imagine that some of these songs you've been holding on to or have written a while ago. How does it feel to, to finally have these out in the world and in into the hands of fans? Yeah, really wild. I think that when you've been working on something on your own for so long and it's really been like my baby that I've been like nurturing and feeding and watering and sort of <laughs> looking after that when you sort of are getting, I'm getting to the point where I'm about to sort of really massively give it away to literally every single person in the whole entire world, it does feel kind of intimidating and, and weird, but I am excited for it to come out. I think people will really like it, hopefully. I'm sure that people will love it. Uh, already there's quite a bit of like buzz and excitement around uh, the album coming out from your end like having when was it I think there was um, a clip I saw recently on YouTube of yourself performing John Hughes movie back in 2018 yes yeah there's the fans have been with you and kind of like building throughout this time how's it I guess being able to finally have this out for them and and be able to deliver on such like a huge occasion. Yeah, it feels like a really special moment. Like I've sort of been waiting to release this album and make this album for a long time. And I think so fans, you know, they've been excited and wanting MP1 for a long time. And I feel like you is uh, making a debut album is a big feat and it's also, you can only make your first album once. So (laughs) I definitely took, I don't think I took a long time, but I took the amount of time I needed to sort of make it right. Um, and I think that I couldn't, it was, there was the result of so many things that meant that I was able to make this album and it sort of come out exactly the way it should have done. And I'm, and I really do think it was 
I couldn't have like done any, I couldn't have made anything better. Like if I'd have tried, which I'm really pleased to think. That's very fair. I'm, I'm kind of curious. Cause I know that you were working on the soundtrack for trying for Apple music at the same time, which as you said, yes. a debut album is like a huge undertaking. And then you've just like overachiever here kind of gone and gone, let's make two <laughs> almost. Yeah, it was a, it was a very chaotic time. Um, um, I, cause I did actually make them at the same time as well. Um, so, but I guess, the, I mean, it's, that's a whole different conversation, but the trying soundtrack was, was a very different world, even though it was still so much of me in it. Um, it did feel like a different universe to my, to, to my record. So I was able to really like inhabit both. And I think that, yeah, the trying soundtrack sort of was almost a, it's almost like the album that I could have made that I didn't and that it, it feels it's very soft. It's very folky. It sort of harks a lot back to my roots, I think, and and it's kind of cool. I got to like almost make two debut albums, <laughs> and it's almost. I mean, you know, that's a it's exaggeration turn of phrase, but I like the idea that fans can listen to both, and they both do very different jobs. And uh, yeah, and the trying soundtrack was really was for was for a TV show, so obviously there's there's a lot of differences there. But I've loved making them both, and I think they were good for each other. I think making one definitely helped the other, and vice versa. When you were kind of making both, and I guess it does apply to the the album, the, your debut album, not the soundtrack, when it comes to songwriting, how do you kind of approach, I guess, the intention of it? As you said, like one is not you, it's a, it's a project. Do you kind of have a different method for both? In ways, I think like, sorry, with, for example, with the soundtrack, I, I read through all the scripts and I was very methodical and I had like a big Google doc and I would make notes on every episode and on like every line that I thought was nice and, and the relationships between characters. And then I do like an overview of the episode and the sort of like the emotional theme of it. Whereas obviously songwriting, I'm, I'm not doing that. I'm actually the opposite of that, but like, oh, sorry, not songwriting, but writing my, for my album for myself. I'm the opposite of that. I'm, I'm never, I'm not a planner at all. Like I'll just go into it and it's almost like freestyling. It's like whatever I'm inspired by that day and whatever I, feel like singing even if I don't know I want to sing about it so that was they were different in that respect but then the actual writing is very similar it's still just like me and Joe or whoever I was having to be making the project with and messing around with chords and music and singing ideas and sort of finding your way through what you want to say <laughs> that's very fair when you are co-writing as you mentioned Joe I know that um I think Ed Sheeran makes an appearance in the the co-writing section of the album. How does that differ from when you first started out as this kind of reference just before when you were initially a little bit more folky and a little bit more singer-songwritery? Um, how has that experience changed for you in terms of, yeah, writing by yourself to having these collabs? Yeah, I think it's, it's a different thing. I still do write a lot on my own. Um, so I, it's nice because I get to sort of do, still do both. Um, but, and I, I think I just, for me, co-writing, it's not a need because I can, I can make a song perfectly well on my own, but it's, uh, I do think that there is something about working with somebody else that does just push you in ways that you don't even know, because it can just take one word from somebody to send you in a new direction, which could be for a lyric or for an idea that could be something you would never think of on your own. Like, you know, I think that's the best thing about working with the people is you can't ever, you can't ever know what they're going to say. Whereas in a way I can kind of always know what I'm going to say. Um, Cause I'm me. 
So yeah, I, I just, I really love working with other people. And I think also the reward is so much higher because you've made something with somebody else. So when you both love it, it feels even more exciting. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. That's very fair. I can understand that. Uh, one thing I did want to touch on, obviously we're an Australian podcast. Um, we had a friend of yours on last week who is releasing their debut album this week, a week after, uh, sorry, a week before yourself, Miss Greta Ray, who makes an appearance on Volcano. How did that friendship kind of come about and how oh did God. you get her on the song? My favourite topic of conversation. So <laughs> Greta and I, um, so she was in London for a bit, but we didn't know each other. Um, and then on, it's truly a fated story. We are the best love story, best transatlantic love story you'll hear. Um, but she, we both went to a gig. We went to see J.P. Sachs and Lennon Stella play at Shepherd's Bush. And we didn't know each other, but we were both just stood next to each other. Um, and it just so happened. And we sort of, I don't even know how we got talking, but he was like, I'm Maisie, I'm Greta. And we got on really well. And we ended up the next day, I texted her, we just met. And I was like, I know we just met, but like, for sushi like we should be friends and this was literally the last ever I think this was her last date like this was my last day in London before the pandemic hit so this was like March last year um and it was like right before everything sort of like blew up but we went for sushi we'd be and we like had a really nice time and then she went back to Australia we just stayed in touch and actually got really close over the lockdown and over FaceTime because we were like we sort of joke like we live the same life like we're going through very similar things and we're, we're very similar people. I love her. She's kind of like my older sister. Um, and yeah, we ended up in a truly mystical how the world works way. We were our debut albums on the same day. Um, and I've been, she's been so involved in sort of like mine and my campaign. And I've been so involved in hers and talking about it. And it feels really cool that it's coming out. So yeah, Volcano, I was making the album and I've obviously I've been talking to Gretchen about it all the time because we're good friends and I sort of, I don't even remember how, but I was like, I think Gretchen should sing on this. I was like, I should get backing vocals and it should be Gretchen. And especially because the song was about things that we'd spoken about so much. Like a song for an interview on it. So I just, I, it's so funny. I'm so chaotic. Sorry, Gretchen. I literally texted her like, <laughs> hey, babe, um, can you sing on the song? And can you send it to me like now? Um, and she's in Sydney and she was uh, with her producer. So she ended up just going to the studio and literally laying down like all these crazy harmonies and vocal stacks. And everyone always points them out. They're like, wow, the vocal sounds sick. I'm like, it's Greta. Um, but yeah, I think Greta Ray is a star. I think she's my, I say she's my favorite pop star. Um, and I'm so excited. I mean, I've heard her albums, but it's amazing. Um, and, 
And yeah, I'm so excited for her. I think that the the friendship between the two of you or the love between you guys does show just across social media in terms of like her promoting her album and comments or tags by yourself. And um, it does seem like a very wholesome friendship. It's very awesome. And so like she has a song called Cherish that's just come out that I'm obsessed with. And I'll just comment. It got to the point where just every post she did, I was like, wow, it's my favorite song. <laughs> and I was like, maybe I should, maybe I should calm down. I think it's nice. It's supportive. It's good. It is. The other thing I wanted to talk to you about was uh, Maisie's Book Club, which yes. you um, have on Instagram for those that don't follow the book club Instagram. It is in your artist Instagram. I'm curious because it looks like this year alone you've read about 35, 36 books, or maybe that photo wasn't the full list. No. So the, no, the photo was books I've read. So yeah, like this year since last September. Um, but yeah, it's because I was cleaning up my room. So I sort of stacked them up. Um, but yeah, there's definitely been a lot of books. Book club is um, very much still going on. I'm a little bit behind on this month's book because there's been a lot going on. But um, but yeah, I'm. It's been. It's like the sweetest, like most wholesome corner of the internet. It's very um, wonderful. Do you find that taking in that much literature? like in, in the course of time that you have affects the, maybe not the way that you songwrite, but do you find that you might come across like a turn of phrase or like a word that you're like, Oh, that's good. Like I might put that into a song or. Yeah. Def- oh, definitely. I'm such a sort of magpie of like phrases and things like that. I sort of, I'm such a sucker for like a cool turn of phrase or a word or a sentence or yeah, something like that. I will, I'll hundred percent write it down, maybe use it later on. Beautiful. And um, Maisie, very quickly, uh, usually we would ask our guests what they're currently listening to. Other than um, spamming Greta Ray, what are you currently listening to? What else am I listening to? Um, Oh, well, myself and my band are obsessed with um, the the song Boys of Summer. We're obsessed with it. Um, We play it every time we're in the band. We play it before every show. Um, And yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm with music. I get really obsessed. Like there'll be like one song and it's all I listen to for ages and ages. So right now it's Boys of Summer. Is it Boys of Summer as in like the, the classic 80s song or is it a new song that I might? Okay. No, classic. Don Henley. That is um, quite a good summer song. It's a great song. I'm a big fan. (laughs) Maisie thank you very much for your time today and thank you for being on the podcast we look forward to um to chatting to you again hopefully when you're able to come to Australia and tour love that thank you so much for having me and that's our show a massive thank you to Maisie Peters for her time you signed up for this is out now and we've left links in the show notes if you'd like to buy the record We also want to give a huge shout out to Emily at Warner Music Australia for helping out with today's interview. You can find a link to our Spotify playlist in the show notes, where you'll be able to listen to all of our guests' picks. If you like this show, please subscribe wherever you get your pods and stay up to date when new episodes are released. We release new shows each Thursday and Friday morning, with guest playlists streaming on Spotify at the same time. You can follow the playlist profile on Spotify. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook and TikTok. Until next week, cheers.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.